Hello and welcome back to Really Good Appears, where we chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien, and joining me as always for the monthly recaps, it's the one and only David Scanlon. Today we're talking about the latest movies of February 2024, so stick around, we hope you enjoy. Go on, you introduce, tell That's people. what I'm trying to think of. We're in, we're in February. Are we start? This is the podcast. This is the podcast. Wow. Can you believe it? So this is, so this is like, this is midweek madness. This is a bit of midweek madness. Yes. And I hope people are strapped in. Because things might get crazy. Do you want to know something? Do you want me to derail the podcast already? Let's do it. I watched a movie called Mommy Dearest. It's yeah. all about Joan Crawford and uh, adopting like children and being like a bad mother. And one of the children was always strapped into bed at night. The movie never explains why. <laughs> anyway, sorry, just had to tell somebody It that. was a vampire. He did look like he didn't have it like a soul. Anyway, sorry, I'm immediately getting. And now I'm thinking of the I'm thinking of the movie that I just watched. What did you watch? I just watched The Lost Boys, which is why I'm projecting that onto your movie. Oh my god, Joe! I also watched. Yeah, I watched two boys having a good time. That's me and you, David. We're, <laughs> we're having fun here. Okay. Uh, hello. Let's let's get a move on. Hello. Yes. Welcome. Yeah, we're doing. We've places to be. Well, David has places to be. We. This is this is the monthly recap show where we talk about all the movies we watched in a month. And we didn't watch many movies this month, and David's gone away, so we're do- we're recording this early, so we've only watched four. It's four movies. Watch it take two hours, but we'll be quick, <laughs> we promise. And uh, we're talking about Madam Web, American Fiction, The Iron Claw, and Argyle. This time time codes. If you want to jump around, let us know what you're excited for for next month. We cover that at the end of the podcast. If you want to interact with the pod, be sure to leave a comment on the YouTube, get onto the uh, what you call it, podcast, Spotify Q and A, or email us at reallygoodthepeers@gmail.com. This is a funny month because there is a obviously a, a it's a leap year. There's a leap year. There's a lack of movies. There's only four movies, and there was just ones we didn't see. There is ones we didn't see. Bob Marley, Wicked Little Letters. Well, Wicked Little Letters is now double isn't blind. It? Oh. It, well, it is when this comes out, but we ah, wouldn't okay. have seen it because. Yeah. Um, but there's a clear there's a clear law or clear difference <laughs> between the four movies. There's a like a straight line between the two groups of movies yeah. two sets of movies yeah <laughs> two are ones that came out this year and two came out last year but only this year in Ireland exactly <laughs> and other things <laughs> and other things yeah sorry I just wanted to derail your point back to Mummy Dearest no sorry good and I think the funny thing is I think people people should be more interested in the in the ones you're referring to yes but I think people will be more interested to hear what we have to say about the other two yeah the I'm, I'm being, being for some reason I'm being weirdly you know vague and cryptic vague, but I could just say it like you could but it's midweek madness <laughs> we can do whatever we want David Joe I'm starting to think David we're going to be really composed for next week's episode something tells oh, me yeah, yeah. I think next week we're going to be on yeah. the ball well see again yeah that's that's important that's an important one that's an important yeah actually that's a great point Gary I just made and David backed <laughs> up next week we're going to be talking about our Oscar predictions and snubs have a listen to that and listen yeah. to all those movies you should be watching yes two of which we're talking about today American yes. Fiction and the Iron Claw. The other two are ones we have more to say about, but less the actual movie themselves and more just the state they're, of cinema. They're only they're only applicable to next year's Oscars. That is incredibly <laughs> true. Yeah, um, yeah. Madame Webb. If you were to have to nominate that for any Oscar, what would you nominate it for, David? Any Oscar has to be one, and it can't be Best Picture because that's too obvious. <laughs> um, costume. <laughs> Oh, really? Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> like, yep. it's none of the acting categories. What? It's not the direction the, or the writing. What? And it's not the cinematography or the special effects. 
I was going to say Makeup? best live action short. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's when you edit it down to the to the trailer. Okay. And it's still shit. <laughs> yeah, it's still shit. It's worse? Yeah, somehow worse. Anyway. Anyway, we're it's, getting slightly... I think... Spoiler alert, it's not as bad as people are saying. Yeah, well, let's get it. Let's start with Madam Web, yeah. shall we? Okay. My, I, or my damn web. My my damn web. So, okay. I have a lot to say about this movie. Let's start the movie itself. Well, I have a lot to say about the movie and then a lot of the stuff going around about the movie. But basically, for anyone who doesn't know, this is part of the, as the Weekly Planet Boys would describe it, the Spum universe, the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel movies. It's basically that, uh, to anyone who might not know, Sony owned the character of Spider-Man, not the film rights, they actually own the characters, or they partially own the character of Spider-Man, which means that Marvel, Disney Marvel can't own Spider-Man unless Sony sell them. The rights will never revert back, but they can't make any movies that aren't um, Spider-Man related. So to cash in on the superhero Marvel craze, they have been making movies like Venom, Venom 2, but it's worse, uh, Morbius, and now the latest one, Madam Web, which is based on the character Cassandra Webb, who from the comics is usually depicted as like an elderly blind woman who has these sort of telepathic, what you call it, future teller powers what's the word uh, clairvoyant clairvoyant powers yeah and um there's some other other supporting characters um I in... I pull that out of my ass <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the other supporting characters in this of spider women and such but it can't have spider-man in every movie so it has to try and survive on its own so this is the latest installment of this yeah. so this movie is basically about an accident occurs cassandra webb eh, all of a sudden has these clairvoyant powers after some suspicious things that might have happened to her as a kid relating to spiders because everything is spiders and our bad guy who's like a Spider-Man but he's not a Spider-Man he's a worse version of Spider-Man has these dreams of these three women trying to kill him who also have spider powers because everything needs to be spider related so it's up to him it's up to him well he really wants to kill these three girls and um all of a sudden there's some interconnected web in between them yeah that's not subtlety that is lost on this movie and uh it's up to Cassandra Webb whose surname is Webb at uh, Spiders it all connects together did you say Webb did I say Webb <laughs> and uh, it's it's basically up to her to protect these three girls from her latest powers now I can keep ranting but I'm just no, gonna, no, I'm fine. just gonna do another thing which is this has been this has been described as one of the worst superhero movies ever made it's the worst of the spum universe people are saying that Sony should give back the rights to Spider-Man and blah 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 blah, blah. The typical uh, letterbox review is if it makes Morbius, Morbius look like the Godfather or yeah. something like that, which is... The, so I went in with the lowest of expectations. As you might have heard last month on the podcast, I was really looking forward for a shit movie. Yeah. This is fine. It's so fine. This is like, it's gra- It's not good, mm. but it's not offensively bad. Yeah. And I would seriously like people to just fucking calm down with this because I just feel like I've been through this before with the likes of, and I know this sounds, I'm not trying to like, yeah, I'm not trying to sound like a wank doing this, but like this shit's happened with the Marvel yeah. Marvels. It's happened with Miss Marvel. It's happened with She Hulk. I just feel like there's a, and then everyone's like, oh, Morbius, it's so bad, it's funny. Yeah. This is there's not a, a trend. This, isn't it? Yeah, like, this is trend with like, oh, women have to like, if they're doing a superhero movie, it has to be excellent. Yeah. Otherwise, um, we're going to rag all over it. Yeah. Ant Man of the Wasp Quantumania is horrendous. <laughs> Doctor Strange and Thor. I, people have there's some fans of those movies I think those are balls but yes Bender Cumberbatch could do whatever he wants and Chris yeah. Hemsworth I just think this is it's just not unfair it's a bit unfair but I just think it's so out of proportion and I feel like a lot of people made up their mind about this movie before they before, watched yeah. it yeah. and I just think like for example there's a scene where she goes to Peru and it is funny because she goes I need to go to Peru and then she's in Peru and everyone starts laughing I'm just like, okay, I get it's a bit it's a bit of a quick edit, but like what do you want? You wanted this movie to be five minutes longer to see how she got to Peru? Yeah. Get over yourselves. <laughs> I just feel like everyone needs to calm the fuck down. The Dark Knight Rises. The dark, yeah. <laughs> and look, not I I don't like to cross streams, David, okay? Yeah. I don't like to bring too much of our rugby 
our rugby, uh, what you call it, uh, love and experience into the podcast because yeah. I know was a rugby fan. But to quote one of the greatest rugby world cup coaches of all time, Eddie Jones, you just got to stop being so negative, mate. <laughs> Why are you so negative? <laughs> So that's my rant. No, that's, I have more to say, but I just think that's that's my thought. No, it's it's absolutely fair. So I thought the best way to describe this is if you have seen the other, as we call it, Spum Universe movies. Personally, I actually think it's probably the best of the four that Devin brought out. None now, of them are great. None of them are great. Or, but personally, I went into Venom with uh, high expectations, and I think it had the capabilities of being like. Maybe not great, but it had the potential of being very good. You know, you have someone like Tom Hardy on board. You have in that first movie they had Riz Ahmed as a uh, as a villain. I think it's just a mess. Yeah, it's like Both it's overly corny. And also visually. Yeah, it's overly corny. It's it's hard to to watch at times. Second one, you go in with Andy Serkis as a director. Oh you yeah, have, um, I forgot he directed that. You have what's his name Woody Woody Harrelson, Harrelson as a as a villain. And again, it's so... You have the guy from Line of Duty. No, you don't. You have the guy from Boiling Point. Stephen Graham, yeah. yeah. It's obnoxiously annoying. Yeah. And then Morbius. Morbius is disgraceful. Yeah. And <laughs> it actually is disgraceful. And I, I hate that movie so much because I went into the cinema. I watched it once, okay? I went into the cinema. It was around... It must have been at Christmas time, was it? It was... At, well, we, discovered this, we talked about this last month. It was April 1st. <laughs> it was April 1st. Yes. Okay. I went in with a proper good buzz. And it ruined it. <laughs> it like ruined my night. Whereas this one, again, I don't know if it was just a low expectation that I went in with, but it was just totally fine. Yeah. Now, what I will say is, okay, and this is more to do with the overall scene of, of superhero movies. And it's it's probably an issue for Sony themselves, but, you know, the, the way things are going with superhero movies, you need to differentiate yourself or you need to differentiate your universe. So... A lot of people just seem to be... A lot of movies just tend to be very generic and stuff. Whereas with the characters they have and the world they can build, you think this would have been a great opportunity for Sony just to go, we're just going to go something completely different. We're going to go dark. We're going to go, you know... We're just going to build this universe in the Seven universe. That's how dark we're going to go. Okay. And, like, you could have Venom as a psychological thriller that, you know, you have this uh, journalist going around investigating these murders and he doesn't know that he's the one doing the murders yeah. or something like that and he has this voice in his head he thinks he's you know going and saying something like that make it and make it deadly serious whatever instead it's played for a joke the whole time honestly don't know what you do with Morbius I mean there's I'm sure there's something you could do but again it's just a bit weird yeah. and again with this one I think the, the issue is that you, there was a great co- I think they had a good concept or a good idea but they pulled out of it because they obviously didn't want to know a rating or anything like that and they didn't want to make it overly serious. I think they obviously wanted to to try and get, you know, kids in and, and try and boost their box office. But you could have made this into a Final Destination or kind of Scream slasher type yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it would have been, a, you know, a great idea of, you know, you have um, Dakota Johnson's character, uh, Cassandra, Cassandra Webb. Sorry, I just couldn't remember her first name. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Cassie Webb. Cassie Webb, who has these weird... Webb kind like of, a spider. Who has these weird kind of visions and like, yeah, just having this masked killer going around and, and she sees, you know, the killer, you know, murdering people and and her trying to, again, one-up her, just trying to get get in ahead of, the, ahead of them and stuff. And, and again, the idea of having a Spider-Man who is a murderer and stuff and, and kind of 
chasing after. I think there's there's a good idea there. But as you say, it's not offensively bad and it's it's fine, but yeah. But negative backlash has been a little bit over over the top, I think. Yeah, and and I and I, I again, I've just so much to rant about the reaction to this movie, and everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I get that, but it's just like, what we expect. Have your this is my fucking thing. <laughs> you know what? You don't need to watch this. Yeah. You don't need to go in and watch this movie. Yeah. This movie's already made fifty one million dollars. Yeah. For example, or for reference, one of my favorite movies this year. We're going to talk about it after this. Is called The Iron Claw incredible movie great acting largely forgotten about from the academy and general audiences that's made 38 million dollars and has been out since last year in america go see better shit if that's what you want i understand there's a level of like you know i want to i want to be entertained i want a big blockbuster okay good well go see go see good stuff and they'll make more good stuff from that if you keep seeing bad shit they're going to keep Keep making making bad shit you went to see morbius you get madam webb shut up that's my biggest thing is like if you're giving out about the fucking what you call it the marvel disney plus shows stop watching them that's my biggest thing it's just like there's just this level of like i understand there's like a completionist of like oh you have to go see everyone you have to see all the marvel movies don't see the ones that don't interest you and just shut up if you're if you go in if it doesn't do what you wanted to do based on your expectations of this you know what i mean my biggest thing is like people are going like oh it's not the same like you know cassandra webb from the comics and stuff like that it's not meant to be buddy (laughs) it's it's a pre-origin they went just like oh you didn't get to see the spider girls or uh, spoiler you don't really get to see much of the the spider women in this movie it's like no shit it's not advertised as that it's advertised before that so you're wanting something from a movie you're getting angry at a movie for doing something it never promised to do sounds very similar to what you we're going in expecting with Doctor Strange. That's different. That's in the motherfucking title. It's called Multiverse of Madness. They, there's no madness in that movie. Okay. I just feel... I don't know. Scarlet Witch in that movie was pretty mad. She was pretty mad. <laughs> She's very mad. She's very angry. Like I am angry. I'm just like... I just... I don't know. Every time I see a negative review, it just, it's, it just starts with worst movie ever, horrible. And it's just like... There's redeeming qualities in this. Don't get me wrong. There's some bad stuff in it. Bad dialogue. Bad dubbing. Bad, horrendous dubbing of the villain. Uh, the performances are very hit and miss. Um, anyway, my other thing was... Yeah. This is the same writers as Morbius, Power Rangers, Dracula Untold, Gods yeah. of Egypt, The Last Witch Hunter. What do you expect? Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. I, I think your point is kind of made there, but... No, my biggest thing about this movie is just that the... And I asked you to kind of get up the, the number of superhero properties that came out in 2023... Uh, and then obviously maybe ones that came out in 2024 like th- like people are saying like they have superhero fatigue or whatever it is but like it you can't get superhero fatigue if you like change the the genre of yeah. which you're, you're you're building your um movie around and i just think this was just a a missed opportunity and the whole kind of universe has been a missed opportunity of just differentiating themselves from whether it be the, the marvel movies or even like other you know dc cat or dc um movies and stuff like that is um and like you know people you know i'm sure the their executives or the producers will say well you know if you want to make us this you know an r-rated movie or something like that you know we're we're going to take a loss or a hit on on the box office but like look at deadpool yeah look at joker anything like you can make it your own or or, yeah and you know what you could you could probably take a hit on the box office but you could probably cut the the budget in yeah. half if you if you just make it like a little bit kind of lower budget style like a scream like i say a, a final destination or something like that get one of those writers or, or directors in and i'm sure there's none of them that have, have really gone through the roof and, and are hugely expensive yeah. to get get your hands on so yeah I, like 
it, it for me that's just the, the main kind yeah, of like criticism at, I would have look at look at the Jurassic Park for example yeah. getting Gareth Edwards perfect as yeah. in like that's that's the sort of talent you want to be yeah. like he's made a very good indie thing that unfortunately nobody saw yeah. but at least it could be appreciated get that type of visionary mm. in visionary is a bit of a wanky word but you know what I mean get someone yeah. who's like clearly has a distinctive style and I think that's what was great about the MCU when it, around that 20 like that end of phase three stuff like because they were incorporating all these new characters and new th- like what they were doing with what they were doing with the likes of Winter Soldier mm. and Guardians and Black Panther but then it's almost like when they had to start bringing in new characters they reverted back to okay well what worked well in 2011 exactly. 2013 and stuff like that yeah. but like when you look at the, like like when you look what's coming up for Marvel for example it's Deadpool and Wolverine Craven technically Venom 3 Captain America Brave New World like there's nothing in Craven Venom or Captain America that looks new anyway yeah. from what we've seen but yeah. like Deadpool and Wolverine that could be fun because like, yeah. again it's distinct in its style yeah. it's not trying to be like anything else before it and I think that's the biggest problem that DC have had and that like they've just been trying to make Marvel movies for the last yeah. like seven yeah. years exactly I know this is a very ranty I'm aware it's just yeah, yeah so I just feel like and yeah look I think that the biggest point is like I don't think we we're expecting a huge amount going in no but yeah I, yeah it's the negative I think the negative press is probably Un- unfair but yeah I think Sony sometimes bring it on themselves absolutely yeah and yeah like it's yeah it's disappointing because like I, I thought some of the cast were quite good the, I thought three the three girls were okay like I know yeah, like, Sydney Sweeney was miscast but I just think it's really weird to have a 27 year old woman in like a tiny skirt yeah. and knee high stockings playing a 15 year old that's just weird yeah, I like that. That again was kind of a misstep. They just, just should have just had them as adults. Yeah, like just have them with twenty year olds in college or something like that, yeah. and they're just getting murdered. Like, <laughs> doesn't have to be kids, really. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it fits better with kids with that slasher genre because kids have to be murdered. We we know this. Why does it fit better? I'm with joking. This? Oh, you're <laughs> joking. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I was going through my head. But, who, uh, but so we have Isabella Merced and Celeste O'Connor, who were great. Well, they're yeah, fine. They're pretty like again for the dialogue they're given. Yeah, the dialogue Great. is pretty poor. Um, well, I mean, we know that most from the villain Tahar Rahim playing as Ez- Ezekiel Sims. Yeah, weirdly Ezekiel Sims there. Yeah, uh, I, there was. I don't know what they were th- thinking. Like, I don't I have no clue what was going on there. Adam Scott. Adam Scott was Grant. He's good. Emma Roberts was Grant. Fine. And um, like, but again, weird. that was the other thing they should. Why? Why are they linking this to? Peter Parker. I just don't do that. Yeah. And just because people are going to get annoyed then. Yeah. Because every reference isn't going to be good enough. Yeah. So I also had the logic of, like, these probably aren't a lot to make. They'll always make money off. Yeah. And people don't want them. But then again, if if Sony gave people what they think they want, not to say they wouldn't, but I mean, like, if they gave, let's say, Amazing Spider-Man 3 with Andrew Garfield, and that doesn't turn out well, that movie's going to, that movie's probably going to have like a $180 million budget because to get all these lads back to do oh, that like, and to all the Spider-Man effect, like that's a massive budget. Yeah. You will, that won't make as much money as a Madam Web or a Morbius. No, absolutely not. So that's and, why and they like, don't make those. Yeah, I know. But like, that's not what, I, yeah, like Andrew Garfield's never coming back. Like surely. Eh, I, I don't know, man. It's a true enough money, Adam. No, I think he's got better things to be doing. But like, um, What's he done since Tick, Tick, Boom? I'd say he's just been relaxing. <laughs> You're here first, Dave. It's more into relaxing um, than making that hard cash. Nah, but that man, that man's probably living on a pile of cash after No Way Home. Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But like, there, we've we've seen ways of making good movies off of a, a miniature budget. Yeah. Never mind. Like, so yeah. that's my point. Yeah. But like, it's it's the thing of getting the those writers in. 
like what are you well first of all why are you getting four riders on board get five. one rider oh it's a five get well one. there might be one of them just credited as yeah. like the get, creator of Madam Web I just get one rider yeah to write a good movie yeah. and I, I know that's that's pr- probably easier said than done but like firstly having five people writing a script is is always going to add issues or add, you know writing a story is always going to add issues yeah so like I think going in with with five writers is straight away that's a red flag. Find good writers and apply them to the genre and make them put their own spin on it. Yeah. And I understand then some people who are a big fan of the comic books rightly so get annoyed when yeah. the source material isn't treated well. But I guarantee you Marvel's made some big changes that you don't mind because the movie's good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. The same way like when you go back to Batman v Superman a lot of people get angry about that movie because it's inaccurate in some ways but it's like just the movie's not good and I feel like yeah. you, you can't gloss over it. Exactly. Like I've watched some James Bond movies and I'm like, that's not right, but <laughs> Pierce Brosnan's surfing a tsunami. I'm like, I'm too happy to have too much of a fun time here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. T- anyway, uh, Dakota Johnson, look, I'm a big Dakota Johnson fan after this. Honestly, honestly, I am. I think the I way think... she's handled the press tour has been great. Yeah. She's a very awkward person. She doesn't watch her movies usually, but she's just dry-witted and just fucking with people. So yeah, there's some scenes in this where she's very good at that kind of dry wit and stuff, but there's some line deliveries which are just yeah really bad very poor yeah. but again it's hard to, it, no because I've seen her in other stuff and it's the same weird line delivery yeah. and I think I don't know what it is but yeah, yeah. it's there's yeah. a scene where she's like but I don't <laughs> she has like but I didn't have that thing you know the weird yeah. flashback thing at the end but then again I think there's some re- like I don't know the scene where she realises she has spider powers and then tries to climb a wall like that that's like, funny yeah. you know, there's stuff like that there's redeeming things yeah. in this movie that I just feel like aren't giving a chance because it is a bit campy it is a bit silly yeah. but it's not everything is being critiqued how well would this movie have been received in 2004 I can tell you Catwoman style really okay yeah. you know what I mean like, same it's with, better than Catwoman it is but like I, I could see it being That's, on the same page yeah, of that yeah. and Electra. Jesus, what do all these movies have in common? Um, <laughs> just, so anyway, that's just my thing. Like, also, I'm just looking at superhero movies here as well. Like, when you look at the Batman, David, like the successes, Batman, the the Batman, very yeah. Fincher-esque. A lot of people like Werewolf at Night by Night. Yeah. Good horror movie. Black and um, White. Black and White, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like, for some reason, what the fuck? <laughs> New Mutants, we all talk about that. We all talk about that. <laughs> talk about that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm, yeah, I just, I've had a lot to get off my chest about this movie and I just think, it's not good. I don't want to see another one. It's perfectly fine. Let's just move on with our lives and just leave everyone involved alone. <laughs> I think you're being very hypocritical because you said the same thing about Doctor Strange. <laughs> Doctor Strange was a sequel with better talent involved, promoted higher stakes for kicking off a section of the Marvel Universe was like, this is going to be what kicks off the multiverse. They said that, not me. And they went to two multiverses had a weird fight at the end and some of the worst CGI I've ever seen at the end with his forehead. Yeah, that's right. And that's Marvel books. You know, they can pay for that shit, yeah. but they don't because they overwork, overwork and underpay, and their, right, under, underpay their uh, editors or yeah. animators because yeah. of the deadlines they set for themselves. Nobody's looking for the next Spawn movie. Take your time. <laughs> you're, you're the ones putting your people under pressure. Oh, it's Craven, isn't it? Yeah. Or is there Venom Craven before did, that? Yeah, they just delayed that. The effects will be shit still. Oh, did they? They, yeah, because it was supposed to be last October. But they moved oh, it sorry, the they moved it. Okay, yeah. yeah, sorry. Okay. And you know what? You have to credit Spum sometimes because they still get these arguably very good actors in, so they must be well, yeah, cursing I, them somehow. I did hear someone, I don't know who it was in this movie, thought they were in a Marvel Universe movie, but not a Sony 
universe movie. Who's the oldest person in this cast? <laughs> no, I think it was someone. I think it might have been like Dakota Johnson or like Sydney Sweeney yeah, or something would, like that. Yeah. Anyway, or Adam Scott maybe. No, maybe not Adam Scott. I feel like he's smart enough. Bloke. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, should we move on? Or is let's else let's move on to a better movie. Let's move on to the Iron Claw. What a movie! It is. Um, about the story of... I've just realised now this is a better movie but a much more depressing topic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing light about this. Sorry, this is the story about the Von Erich family who were big names in the pre... This is kind of pre-WWE. Yeah, this is back in the sort of divisional or the regionals, yeah. the regions. So this is like the pre-WWE uh, era of wrestling and... Sorry, I'm going to have to get some names up because I know um, we have three... We have three sons... Um, Shall we get them for you? We've got Kevin, yeah, David, yeah, Kerry, Doris, and, and Mike, and then Mike. So um, from the poster, you'll have seen um, Kevin is played by uh, Zach Efron. We've got David played by Harris Dickinson, Dickinson. and we've got Kerry played by Jeremy the Bear. White. <laughs> He'll always be referred to by Carmi. Okay. <laughs> yes, Cousin. yes, yeah. <laughs> Quick note, sorry, did you see they've gotten the writer of the bear to do Thunderbolts? That is interesting. And you know what? That's the type of shit where I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Let's go for um, it. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, is that a TV show or a movie? It's meant to be a movie. Okay. And then, sorry, the last person I just wanted to mention there is Fritz. Holt, Holt Mc, McCallany. As Fritz von Erich. McCallany? Yeah, as Fritz, as their father, um, who back in the day was a wrestler himself, but felt like he was, um, never really got a shot from, from the the top dogs as he would always say you know he, he uh, never got his hand as a wor- on the world championship but this is really a, st- a kind of harrowing story about how this family has just been it's not supernatural in any way but they just seem to be followed by a curse on their name uh, and bad things just keep happening to them and to to kind of explain how harrowing the story is the director and writer came out and yeah. talked about how they had to like pull back some of the kind of bad stuff that actually happened to this family so that they could actually get the movie made because no one would believe that you know the amount of bad things that happened actually happened so there's one brother in real life who just doesn't appear in this movie yeah. and for a good reason but nobody liked him <laughs> liked him. but what i want to say okay so first of all i thought this i thought the story was was strong but i think the direction was fantastic and the acting was incredible yeah I don't want to get too much into awards talks or snubs or anything like that, but I thought Zac Efron was probably the best he's ever been. There's the opening scene where you see him, and I think you referred to it. It's like seeing a shaved gorilla. No, I, <laughs> oh sorry, I was saying I thought I thought it's it was like seeing the uh, T Rex. Oh yes, in Jurassic it. Park or Godzilla for the first time because yeah. it's just like where does he end? Yeah. <laughs> um, he's freakishly. Buff. He's incredibly. Built. distractingly so yeah. there's a scene you know the scene I'm talking about where he gets body slammed on the outside and he yeah. crawls back into the ring and then his like his back muscles have back muscles yeah. and it's just like gross it's like the Transformers yeah <laughs> gross but yeah and then the dynamic between not only like the, the three main brothers but even like Mike seems like they just seem the to have this brother. bond and, and yeah he's the youngest brother but they just seem to have this bond which i don't know if they managed to build that just over the, the shooting period or if they you know the director maybe had them um kind of do some interaction pre pre-shoot or whatever but they just seem to have this you know back and forth and, and an understanding like there's even points in the movie where like characters don't even have to say anything yeah but one of the brothers straight away just like you know oh sorry about that or you know yeah. I, I feel you're 
just like and it's 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 very smart and it's 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 um it's yeah it's a, it's a good way of writing because like nothing you know not everything has to be explained to the audience yeah but Sorry, the one other person I forgot to mention is Lily James as Pam. Not that one. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, who plays Kevin's to-be wife in in the film. Spoilers. (laughs) But um, she's very good as well. She has a, I'm going to say, a dodgy accent at times. I don't mind I don't, yeah, again, I I don't mind it. But um, you you had one serious complaint, but I didn't have a huge amount of, of trouble with it. I... I, okay. I, I kind of got on board with it I by that stage. I say serious. I, it's not a yeah. serious complaint. But like, okay. Can I say my things I like about the movie first before? Yeah, okay. So, sorry. Is there anything else you want to add there? Because no. I, just, I just, honestly, I thought the direction, I don't know what this director has done previously. I don't know what he's set to do next, but can't wait to see what he does. And then the three boys uh, are great. Holt, McCallany, whatever his name is, is, is fantastic. You would have known him from Mindhunter. They're kind of just the main things. And then I just think story-wise, it was actually really, really strong. There was no point in, I thought there was a huge let-up. Because it's such a harrowing story, it's very hard to kind of keep going, keep going. Yeah. But I, I felt like there was a, always this kind of ray of hope and stuff, which I was kind of looking forward to. And there's a beautiful scene towards the end of the movie. I won't say what it is. Uh, yeah, I yeah. got close to tears at yeah, that point. Yeah. Um, I don't know, what was the... A lot of people were, sorry, a lot of people obviously teared up during All of Us Strangers. I was close in this movie. <laughs> this was, yeah. So I guess my biggest thing, uh, Sean Durkin is the name of the director. Yeah. And um, he was told by the family that the most important thing about telling this story was that he wants to show the love between the brothers. That yeah. was always at the forefront. And like you say, it's 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 what keeps this movie going. It is that sort of hope. Um, as well as that Pam character, because she's mm. kind of removed from the family. So she can be the audience's sort of yeah. looking point of being like, hey guys. What's going on here? <laughs> are you sure this? Because basically it's a very sort of over overbearing father uh, who wants to put them all into the business and basically live out the dream he never had. And then also the structure, there's a scene where he's like, you know, he talks about his sons and he goes he lists them in order he goes that's the order that's my order of favourites yeah. the list can change but that's it at the moment so you have all these guys looking for their father's yeah. attention and they all have different reactions to that I think it's a movie that uses the uses the realm of professional wrestling mm. which is known for this over uh, big personalities and overly macho and big men to tell a story about grief and ambition and yeah. pain um, which I just or even like the, the tiger par- parenting element as yeah. well is just is really well done in this so so that's what I love about the movie the most I think the performances like I said are, uh, like as David said are unbelievable Ma- mainly from Zac Efron Holt as well is great Holt McCallany is those are my two standouts I think Jeremy Allen White's f- like he's good in it like he's he, did, he, 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 he fits with the others that's yeah. the best thing you could say about him um, and Harris Dickinson is just in banger after banger like yeah. whoever his agent is is doing a great job it's understated as well the director does a great job of just basically not being too heavy handed with all the sort of harrowing moments as David said yeah. but I also think for me as someone who kind of dips in and out of being a bit of a wrestling fan a big mm. fan when I was a kid as, a, as discussed in this podcast Cody yeah. got his match against Roman Reigns yeah. in uh, Wrestlemania but <laughs> The Rock has joined the bloodline David it's all kicking off Elimination yeah. Chambers on or was last weekend so let's see if that had anything to do with it but no um, we're seeing all the references to, to the Von Erichs who I'd heard about the yeah. Flying Freebirds the um uh, Harley Race as well who was that dis- yeah. the ugly fucker yeah. who was basically great on the mic but a horrible wrestler yeah. but they just kept the title on him and of course Ric Flair which to me was my, as David said, my serious complaint, but just what took me out of the movie the most. And oh, I was having okay. so much fun with the movie. And then that scene happens, but not only does it happen, it's basically Ric Flair giving one of his famous pr- promos. Uh, you would have seen it, you might've seen it before. He, he's been linked 
as a sort of a inspiration for McGregor at times. Yeah, yeah. But it goes on for so long. Yeah. And he's in it for so much compared to everyone else. And he's so not like Ric Flair. And the actors come out and said, I'm not doing a Ric Flair impression. I'm doing my own take on it. Mate, you're barely in the movie. Just do an impression and just don't take me out of the movie. That's so the only issue. It, would there be an option to just take that interview of Ric Flair yeah. and then show maybe that match from a distance or yeah. something like that? Or? Absolutely do that. Just put the real Ric Flair promo yeah. in. Because it's a great promo. I don't know if I sent it to you. I, no, I I've seen it before. It's, like, it's pretty famous. Yeah, and, but it? I do like, there's a scene, it's not too much of a spoiler, but there's a scene where Ric Flair, who was known for, you know, doing loads of drugs, yeah. sleeping with other women and drinking and stuff like that. And he was like the NWA champion, which was like a really big thing. Yeah. So there's a great scene in the locker room where he is just so blasé about this yeah. and doesn't give a shit. And yet you have the Von Erics who that's all their all family is trying to do. It, yeah. And you see this guy who is so just laid back about it that yeah. it's almost like, how have we not gotten like yeah. what he has? So that that scene is very good. I yeah. really like that scene. So I don't think you could do the promo yeah. without him. But I would just take the promo out. Okay. Just take it out altogether. I know it's famous, but just don't. It's it's like the other way sometimes. You know, like movies like Selma and stuff like that. They don't really try to recreate the most famous speeches. Not saying Ric Flair's speech. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> Martin Luther King. But put your own spin on it. Don't literally have it be a shot for shot. No. Because you're just gonna you're asking for drawn comparisons. That yeah, was fair. my only... That's my no, only that's fair. Um, also, I guess... So I went to a preview screening of it with Omniplex and it was very funny was I walked into the room, just a lot of women. And I was like, this is this is a lot of women for a movie about the Von Erich family. And I, I, I'd known what happened to the Von Erich family. So I was kind of like, Jesus Christ, okay, fair enough. And then Zac Efron shows up on screen and then I hear like little nervous giggles and I'm like, ah, oh, okay, I know what's happening here. And then Jeremy Allen White, who was like, this was the week, maybe been a week or two after his Calvin Klein commission yeah. came out. And then louder giggles happened. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> but then it actually made it somewhat more entertaining because they had no idea. Well, some of them might have, but the, based on the gasps and the yeah. woman beside me who literally had her hands in front of her face had no idea of the story so it actually kind of helped in a way but for me because i knew story beats to it i don't think i was able to enjoy the movie as much as if i'd gone in completely blind so that'd be my biggest thing to people that we probably should have mentioned is don't look into the family at all because i feel like a lot of the emotional because it's so understated a lot of the emotional sort of moments come from the revelations that kind of happened to this family throughout just on those points like there's i don't think there's any kind of glorification as well which is really good it shows how difficult that business is yeah but then also shows how like kind of heavy-handed um the father was and how the the effect he kind of had on them but like the other point i kind of wanted to make is that it it never like you were saying how the father kind of ranked them and stuff and you know very easily again I don't really know what happened in real life, but, in, you know, within the movie, all I can really say is that it was great to see that it never seemed to get on top of the, the brothers yeah, and stuff, which yeah. is, which was nice. And it, there was, there was still that camaraderie and stuff, but yeah, just uh, again, it, it is disappointing that it hasn't had a, um, maybe the breakthrough that some other, uh, films kind of that came out later in, in 2023 had, but I mean, like I can see everyone in this movie kind of going on and doing some, some top stuff now and ho- hopefully well i know where there's a movie coming out soon i'm sure we'll mention it later on about yeah. zach efron but uh like you'd, you'd hope he gets into some some more you'd kind hope. of a, absolutely more yeah. prestige kind of films um, off I, of this i also forgot my review tagline was kingsman and wildcats and the bear oh my <laughs> <laughs> i was very happy with that yeah um but yeah absolutely we're checking out if you can and very good watch yeah uh, we're also not doing a tell you what I saw the other day because it's a bit too early into the month and I've not watched many good things worth recommending. 
David's going to recommend The Lost Boys. No, it's leaving uh, Amazon. Jesus Christ. It's fun, like, but uh, I don't know if it would. Hold on. Let me see if there's anything I'm, I'm like, need to watch. I watched Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> that was not good. Um, you, okay, this is not part of Tell You What I Saw the other yeah. day. But I watched Sense and Sens- Sensibility. And Joe, I actually liked it. I'm not a big fan of the old uh, Jane Austen, bio, the, not biopics, whatever they're called, the period pieces things. Yeah. And this movie was pretty good. It was all going well, intrigue. And then there's like a third act fight scene between a, a woman and a fever. And that's the uh, <laughs> that's the climax. That's one of the, the biggest tension points. In I watched Kramer versus Kramer. That's great. On Amazon, yeah. That's good. And that's it? I think it's still on Amazon. Hold on, let me check. It is still on Amazon. David, how great is him making the toast? Oh, incredible. Unbelievable performances. Yeah. I like... Yeah, just beautiful. Again, another one where... A uh, bit of a tearjerker towards the end. Yeah. It's... Um, yeah, very heavy-handed. Yeah. A, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> I do... Yeah, but see, there's something about... To make it all about me for just a second. There's something about when I go... When I shout on about a movie so much, and then you log it, and then it's like four stars plus. I'm like, get in. Get in. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just saying if there's anything else that's like... Like tell, I'll tell you about other bad movies I watch watch Mean Girls the musical it's uh, it's an average <laughs> musical uh, about a movie that's very iconic and everyone loves so it was never going to be as good yeah. um, so it's not as good so it's just know what, you, know what you're expecting when you get into it that's another where I'm like people need to count down uh, but again I'm aware did I, you say you got movie yeah my life as a zucchini or as a well it should be my life as a courgette it's only like 66 minutes 66 minutes oh I hate courgettes (laughs) it's only 66 minutes long I'm telling you man what it's good okay so people should watch it yeah give it a look okay it's uh again it goes on with our uh, theme of harrowing (laughs) shall we speak about another good movie that uh, is not well it's gotten a bit of uh, recognition but maybe not um, the same as a Madame Web American fiction oh this one's me isn't it yeah okay so uh, American fiction it's starring Jeffrey Wright as a guy called Thelonious Monk Ellison and it's basically about him uh, his, he's a writer he's he's a professor he's very strongly opinionated on what sort of the entertainment industry should to be like regarding black people and the, the black, their stories the black experience the black experience and uh, basically as a joke when he is laid on sabbatical or yeah, he's been told fuck off, off. Uh, and he basically writes a very a heavy-handed sort of black exploitation esque novel to kind of be like look it's easy and then all of a sudden he gives it to he gives it to his publisher as a joke to say see if he can sell that and all of a sudden it blows up blows up right. and becomes a hot seller in in the book market they want to make movies from it they want to make um Give you know they awards. want to award push and everything yeah. like that so it's this really funny satire just about sort of where sort of where the entertainment industry is, where the book <laughs> industry Liter- is. Literature. I don't know much about the <laughs> latter, uh, but uh, I focus more on the, the, sort of the Hollywood movie side of things. And uh, it's a very funny satire about that and also just about, I, I don't know, like the black experience as yeah. well. Um, but what you've also got attached to that as well is a, a sort of very interesting sort of family dynamic where he is sort of pushed to do these things based on different sort of family pressures that come yeah. about. You know, he's very distant with his father. His mother is kind of suffering an illness. His sister and his brother both have financial difficulties for different reasons so he's trying to like help them he's also trying to get into a relationship he's trying to open up but at the same time has this big secret so there's this sort of two things playing against each other it's nominated for like best picture best best screenplay best best actor, uh, best, actor best supporting actor a lot of these plaudits and rightly so because again some of the some of the satire stuff is really really good in it where it just doesn't gel with me is that sort of 
family drama dynamic in it it's very important to the story i'm aware of that because it's what pushes the characters to sort of continue this ruse that he's kind of uh living under uh with the sort of entertainment industry yeah. and stuff like that but i just felt it was quite jarring because i really enjoyed the satire bits i really enjoyed where the movie was going with that the sort of the punches it was taking there's great scenes with him like on the phone with publishers meeting different movie directors yeah. that are really really good but then all of a sudden he's at home and he's looking after his mother and he's not getting on with his girlfriend that just felt took me away from a side of the movie I preferred but I understand its importance but that's the only reason it didn't gel for me but um, more things about it would be it's Jeffrey Wright in a leading man role killing it which is rightly so it's great to see him finally getting recognition in that sense Sterling K. Brown wonderfully funny in it as well there's some great one-liners I had some like I uh, like there's one line about Hollywood being uh, it's a whole town run on book reports yeah. and uh, wonderfully witty it's uh, wonderfully witty humor satire meta the whole shebang great score as well yeah. jazzy definitely worth checking out but would understand if people weren't weren't uh, vibing with it for the same reasons I didn't okay yeah no like I just think the move the the only way I kind of disagree with your point there is just that the uh, I think the movie would be a little bit hypocritical if it didn't have more a more kind of oh yes personal based 100%, element. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I can understand exactly where you're coming from because I I was enjoying the satire more than the family dynamic, but I just think that was the leverage if that makes and, makes and sense. you know and I'll compare it to the likes of Barbie which yeah. is a satire and has that female experience yeah. in it with it by having those two characters and, and I think that balances that well the movie is still a mess narrative yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think if that has that in there subtly yeah. to keep the plot going but then there's obviously the likes of the American Fiera speech yeah. uh, which we'll talk about next week and um, what you call it and we'll also talk about this in the larger scope of the Oscars next week as well the entire movie of American fiction um, but also it's there for when the emotional beats are important whereas this i felt detracted from the, yeah, the movie a bit more fair. yeah yeah no that's fair anything else i need to add no i think everyone was good enough. there was yeah very some very funny lines the like the bits there's some bits where they get he has to judge the literature <laughs> contest and yeah. he's in he's in this judging panel with with four other writers one of which is a black female the other three are all white and just some very funny dynamics there. It's yeah, yeah it's 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 uh, it's cool. It's but yeah, I, I can understand where you're coming from, but I just think the movie would be hypocritical if it I, ended up him him being this kind of like lonely yeah, writer. And yeah, then, yeah, I agree. No, yeah. and like it's there there. It's the movie about complaining about not having black stories. No, like, normal black normal stories. black stories. And like, what's a normal black story? Yeah. like I don't know. In the sense of like, what's a normal white story? Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's story is different but in the sense but of like, like it's it's not the, the the family drama has nothing to do with the colour of their skin it's just a family drama yeah side exactly of so it would be like making Kramer versus Kramer and it's a black family yeah but you don't get that in Hollywood yes it has to be easy. like in this there's like there has to be you know drug some, abuse yeah. or a gangster you know, you know or something also, like that. sorry this is a bit of a tangent but I saw Denzel a TikTok about Denzel talking about because we were talking about the colour purple yeah. and how you know Steven Spielberg was an uproar about that and stuff and he was talking about like this was about I can't remember what movie he was referring to Denzel but he was talking about he has it's absolutely nothing to do with the with the colour of his skin it's to do with your culture it's to do with like a director knowing what it is to have like a you know a, a hot comb go through your hair and what, it's, what it smells like and what uh, and what it feels against against your skin like that's why it's important to have yeah. these type of people telling these stories so I just thought that was just yeah. A, yeah. again but a, so to separate what we're talking about I guess with the likes of like of course Spielberg could do uh, yeah. The Colour Purple to something like this where it's just like I feel like only these people could tell these stories because they know it as a 
just as a sto- as a story rather than like a, oh that's a black person story. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, again, I I don't think it's bad. Like I, I don't think that's a negative in any no, way. I no, just think no, it's, it's, it's it, I think again, it's more it's as much a personal kind of thing as well. But uh, yeah, no, um, yeah. Look, um, just I, again, agree with everything you say. Performances are all great. Great to see Jeffrey Wright in a in a leading role. Like we we're used to seeing him now with with Westworld with maybe you know the daniel craig james bond franchise him being the voice in what if and stuff like that he's he's making his money but like it's great to see him actually just get a role and he, you know he he was able to kind of spread himself a bit and you know there had to be some dramatic bits where as you say with the family dynamic and, and him kind of balancing his his guilt about not talking about yeah. the the secret and stuff but also comedic points as well yeah. which were f- fantastic yeah. so yeah much much appreciated really or, or much um deserved yeah also just another another great line is um it, it's it's cutting satirically but also dramatically as well yeah. and i just have a line that i maybe resonate with me where i think someone says at one point like not being able to relate relate to people isn't a bad badge of honor yeah. like all these like wonderfully cutting lines yeah. um i just think from a script perspective are great it's based on a book that is also very meta. Yeah. So I don't think it could fully be adapted. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but yeah, worth checking out. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Even just for that final scene at the end where they decide how it ends. <laughs> I just thought that was great. Yeah. Um, speaking about movies with great endings, you want to talk about Argyle? Okay. So um, Joe's fun. I didn't see it, David. Yeah. I, I had, this was my, this was, I had, I was more anticipated about this than I was the Iron Claw. I was yeah. more, I was anticipating this more than I was the Iron Claw. But then between bad reviews which again means nothing but then yeah. I saw your review and I know if for the reasons you didn't like it I knew I wouldn't like it yeah. I will watch it I just couldn't bring myself to go to the cinema unfortunately so this will be a bit one-sided uh, yeah from okay one, so Argyle <laughs> Argyle is Matthew Vaughn's latest spy adventure film okay uh, and it is about a writer who writes famous kind of spy thriller novels about an agent called Argyle she but what happens is that she's kind of being tapped by some secret organizations out there because all the things that keep coming up in her book seem to be happening in real life so it's like she's somehow predicting stuff what happens in real life and then all of a sudden as she's being kind of hunted down a what we assume is a good agent played by so sorry the, the writer is played by Bryce Dallas Howard and the good agent that comes to help her is played by uh, Sam Rockwell and he comes in and kind of saves the day and it's um I would, I would say kind of has similarities to a little bit kind of night and day uh Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz cool. probably no. not as <laughs> probably not as over the top as well it's probably as over the top but anyway not as Tom Cruisey let's say I think that's as far as I go yeah because it's very spoilery. Yeah, I've, there's, there's a lot of twists and turns. A lot of twists and turns. <laughs> a lot of them, personally, I found a lot of them very predictable. And I think, yeah, you you you'd be the same. Like it's there's certain characters that fit certain tropes, not even tropes, but certain holes. If that makes sense, there are certain roles. Sorry, roles. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say square pegs and round holes, whatever. Yeah. It is. And also just the reason, just to jump in there, just yeah. made, like why I knew I like I was like, oh, David gave a bad review. Gary, maybe what if you find different? David's given things <laughs> less good. We both love Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. We both love Matthew Vaughn for the same reasons. Yeah. And I just feel like if what you didn't like about so, a Matthew Vaughn yeah. movie, yeah. I can imagine I'm like, that's fair. Because so, I think yeah. of this elements of 
Kingsman Golden Circle yeah that we didn't like yeah that i've heard are kind of very wrapped up here yeah. i'm like okay cool. so the, the biggest thing for me about this film is that it's missing the the bite or the grit okay of the first kingsman so okay. the first kingsman not Eggsy. afraid not afraid to kind of do things or say things and this is like that except like lighter version if no, that that's makes not sense fun. yeah because nobody likes kingsman for that reason yeah and like, yeah, it's. So it, I know this is very hard for you. No, it's it. not even. It's not even that. So there's, like, there is actually some good action scenes. There's some, there's some fun to be had in it. But then it's it seems to be ending forever. Yeah. Like it's, they, they, there's a bit where they get on a boat and like I feel like they're on that boat for like an hour. <laughs> okay. And it just keeps ending and they keep running into the next kind of bad guys that right. they need to get rid of or they need to deal with, and then there's a ticking clock. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, so like it, hugely disappointing, and then there's an after credit scene. My God, <laughs> was it a doozy? It's not a doozy. <laughs> if you can understand what it is, it it could be a doozy, but okay. I, I couldn't understand what it was going for. Okay, yeah, just incredibly disappointing because it, there is some points in it that are quite good. I think Sam Rockwell is very good. He's very charismatic. There's some s- decent side characters. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about. So villains aren't great. Okay. Which again is disappointing. There's some, yeah. There's some so without names. giving too much away, this because again I haven't seen. It. I yeah. will. I will absolutely watch this. So uh, I'd seen a lot of stuff online about how Bryce Dallas Howard and Sam Rockwell were miscast because it's not like in regards to being that sort of likable or sort of duo to hold the movie together. Because from the outside, it looks like it's a John Cena Dua Lipa movie, but it, they're only in it for a short amount of time. From what yeah. I've heard, um, but it's actually more Bryce Dallas Howard and Sam Rockwell. Yeah, but them. Yeah, it is funny because if you look at the the poster, yeah. they're like third and fourth yeah. on the, or even fourth and fifth maybe roster, yeah. Uh, which yeah seems a bit strange. Yeah, they did. They seem to like market this movie on Dua Lipa, John Cena, and Henry Cavill, who yeah. are in it for minutes yeah. rather than hours. No, like I think Sam Rockwell is good. He again, he's very charismatic. He's very, he's very witty and funny. There is a bit that happens where he kind of turns that tap off, and I'm kind of like. I was kind of enjoying that. Bryce Dallas Howard is a little bit annoying, but she's kind of is supposed that, to be at the I've start. I've heard that's the way her character's written. Yeah, rather she's, than, yeah, yeah, she's kind of supposed to be at the start. And then there's kind of a pair, there's a pair of action scenes at the end, which one of them, one of them I know some people hated because it's like, you don't actually get to see any. And then there's another scene, there's another action scene, like almost immediately after that, which with, I feel like with Matthew Vaughn, it should be one kind of big yeah, action scene like towards the end. Like the church scene in yeah. Kingsman. And then they're like either take it down a notch and then bring it back up again, yeah. like like in Kingsman, or <laughs> the just, opposite in Kings of Gold Circle, yeah. where it just keeps building, but then Elton John's there for yeah. a bit. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think it just it kind of got out, went over an edge for me, and well, um, and I like there's as I said, there is enjoyment to be had, but again, it's can I tell you why yeah. it's so, so shit? Yeah, uh, it's made for two hundred million dollars. Yeah, Apple. Mm. they don't give a shit it's going on to Apple Plus yeah. people are going to watch it they don't ki- They don't edit it they yeah. just send it out and Universal are like cool whatever if you're going to pay us to distribute this why not Yeah. like if it's made no money uh, which is like which is and again I love I'm going to back and say I love everyone in this movie mm. love Bryce Dallas Howard I actually prefer as a director if I'm honest but yeah. if she can get some like again David let's see the in Jurassic World Dominion or Fallen Dominion yeah Dominion with the, mon- with the dinosaur screaming at the water Great acting That's from her. Cool, yeah. Would like to see her more things, such as this. Sam Rockwell, 
I want to see him in everything. He's excellent. Uh, Henry Cavill, Brian Cranston, Sophia Boutella, yeah. uh, Dua Lipa, Ariana DeBose, John Cena, Samuel L. Jackson. I love all those people. I want the best. Oh, them. Sam Jackson's on the cast list. And uh, I want, uh, what you call it, Matthew Vaughn to do well as well. So that's why I'm a bit annoyed that this movie didn't do well because, or isn't good, because I want the best for everyone there. Yeah. As I said, it's, it's very hard to uh, talk about it because if you haven't seen it, it's... Yeah. I'm trying to be vague. Yeah, but, no, I pre- and I really appreciate it. Cause um, I, I want- and like, to be fair, like I've heard people like hate this, like absolutely hate it, think this is the worst movie ever. So again, I don't know. But um, We've really mellowed out since Madam Web at the, up, up top. <laughs> no, but like I just, I personally, I'm just very disappointed by it because yeah. Matthew Vaughn has shown from many of his movies, like it, whether it be his original stuff, like Kingsman and stuff, but also Kick-Ass, Kick-Ass as well. First but class. even like First Class, like he, what, for him to be able to take characters and put bring them together and stuff like and that. I wouldn't like, say this is the original script. I presume so. I can't like, be Imagine watching sure. Kingsman or Kick-Ass and being like, this guy's going to get $200 million yeah. and cast, have an absolutely A-star list cast and fuck it. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, just that, that is disappointing. But like that that seems to be the way Hollywood is going nowadays. Is that like the bigger the budget the worse it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. Because think about it, like if you had of if you had the budget of the creator, yeah. like Gareth Edwards did, and he has to like okay, if we're gonna add visual effects to this, it has to be absolutely pristine and stuff like that. Like Yeah. I don't know. I just I just feel like and it's it's becoming a bit of a symptom of, of Hollywood nowadays, is that like you look at like Marvel are notorious for it. and again you mentioned it they're like over- underpaying overworking their um, their effects staff yeah but like you remember the Flash was the same it was just it seems to be just like kind of chronic across the yeah. board and I, like Hollywood really needs to sort it out it's- so another movie that you're a big fan of that came out this year yeah. is a movie called Poor Things yes incredible visuals yeah set design costumes acting uh, so the actors involved the yeah. director the budget is 35 million dollars there you go and what's unfortunate is and again I, who are we to try and reprogram society in the yeah. sense of like people should go watch these movies if they wanted to watch them they'd watch yeah. them so like I'm not I'm not like saying people need to go watch you know because would yeah. we have seen this we would have seen this who am I kidding um, but, Argo or no so it's poor things yeah um, well my biggest thing is like in a world where like there surely has to come up breaking point where when a 200 million dollar movie isn't making that yeah. but a 35 million dollar movie is making a hundred million dollars yeah. it's probably not a bigger margin but it's better content so what are they more focused with flashy content that loses them more money yeah. but it builds an ip that they can sell netflix shows and yeah. merchandise and stuff like that or the artsy movie that only makes a budget that only makes a double its money back yeah, yeah. I don't know I don't know I, who am I to say I don't fucking no, know no like d- d- anytime like here's here's a secret kids alright listen up if uh, if you want to know what Hollywood runs on it's very simple it's money <laughs> right yeah so if if you see a movie getting made like why is that getting made it's like it's because of money they yeah. think they're going to make their money back on it yeah. Um. so yeah like you say there has to there has to come a point like there has to be some point in the graph where they're like we're giving this too much money yeah and it's not making its money back yeah but yeah so yeah maybe you know what I, I'm gonna say it don't go see this movie because I don't want to see more oh, this yeah. year yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to see more this year so yeah maybe maybe we should be more critical not even more critical we should be just more hard lined <laughs> if something's bad don't go see it 
and they'll stop making it. Do you know what, David? It's taken us a hundred and whatever episodes, <laughs> but I, not to agree with you, but just to that point, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Don't watch this if it's yeah. not, and I will watch it, but I will. You'll, you'll I'll, watch it in I'll the right way. I'll watch it in a way yeah. that, <laughs> um, that um, Universal, please let me come to Fruiters and stuff, but uh, let's just say I'll watch this for you. I'll, I'll, I'll catch this. You won't eat the apple. I won't eat the apple. Um, <laughs> very good. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, fuck this. And f- yeah. And don't go see Madame Web. Don't you? Oh, no. Don't go we, see Madame Web. We didn't, we didn't say go no, see No, but I'm just Madame. recapping. Yeah. Go see the Iron Claw. Do you know we have to do see... the traffic light system? Yeah, yeah. Fucking get that green get that out of there. <laughs> get the orange out of there. Orange out of Get the amber out of there. Yeah. I said like, uh, I said like the, the old man at the beginning of Jurassic Park, get that amber out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Give me those dinosaurs to make. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, so yeah, this is a Hollywood problem as much as anything. Yeah. Like, can't be us. <laughs> Nah, it can't be us. Shall we move on to what's coming out in March? Yeah, let's do it. Dave, this is my favourite time of year. Why? Because it's Paddy's Day. (laughs) That too. It's March Movie Madness. March Movie Madness. And man, have we got some madness ahead of us. Opening the month up, 1st of March. uh, We've got Dune 2, more Dune, please. (laughs) The best. I've heard nothing but good things. It's debuted on 95% Rotten Tomatoes. I'm trying to set my expectations. Yeah. So, oh, it's uh, going to be terrible. I've heard someone say like, it's it's really establishing itself as one of the greatest sci-fi trilogies of all time. I'm like, if only someone said this like, two years ago. Yeah, said, what's the story with that? Are they, is it a I, trilogy? I think they'll wait to see if it makes money. Do, Warner did, Brothers. Denis, yeah. Well, did, Denis Villeneuve... <laughs> That's another wants, issue with Hollywood. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We could have had this movie three years ago. Yeah, we could, yeah. <laughs> Denis Villeneuve said... He's making Messiah if he can, yeah. and then he'll make another movie after that. Let him go free. Let him make his Messiah yeah, movie. I I would like to see him do in his own independent stuff as well, though. Yeah, like absolutely. It, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, Warner Brothers give him that Christopher Nolan money. Yeah, or that absolutely. money they would have given him yeah. Christopher Nolan. Um, but yeah, if anyone doesn't know, it just follows up with Paul Atreides uh, from the first Dune movie. That's half a movie, but this is the end of that first movie. So to, back to back, it it's must on be Netflix. A pretty good movie. So if you need to catch up, uh, yeah. Do there your homework. Go. And, um, oh, what am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to little boy Timothy Chalamet in the desert fight Nelvis uh, with Thanos <laughs> and Black Widow and Spider-Man's missus who dresses up in weird fucking armor at premieres. Yeah. I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm trying to, ooh, it's going to be bad, Gary. Don't hype yourself with too Don't forget Christopher Walken's in it. Christopher Walken! <laughs> Yo, walk, well, Gary. <laughs> walk with that rhythm. You won't attract the worm. That's David that Bowie. Space. I saw Zendaya in a weird spaceman costume. This has gotten worse. <laughs> so wait, why are we in the chronology? Oh no! So I did my bad impressions last week. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So I know where I'm going with this. Dune two. Very. Uh, spaceman is also at the same day on Netflix because Netflix are thinking no one's going to see Dune two. And um, it's about a guy who's raised by his grandparents in the Czech countryside after being abandoned as a young boy. He works as a scientist before trying to become the uh, Czech Republic's first astronaut. It's got. Uh, Adam Sandler in it and Paul Dano plays an alien and it's directed by Paul Dano I think as well it looks oh, like a weird yeah. quirky movie um, I will probably check it out I like Paul Dano he's good in things yeah. uh, he also directed a movie called did he do Wildlife? with Jake Gyllenhaal it's a very good movie would recommend okay 
Anyway, then we've got another movie called Ricky Stan, Nicky David. Uh, it's basically about three kid, three childhood best friends uh, pull a prank where they invent an imaginary friend to get them out of trouble. And then 20 years later, they still have this alibi going so they can go off to Vegas and do crazy things. But then all of a sudden, their wives get suspicious and they, they, they say, we have to see this guy called Mr. Stan Nicky. So these three guys played by Zac Efron and two other guys that look like the two other guys who are in other Zac Efron movies, <laughs> such as the one about dating with, um, what's his face? The awkward it? moment. The awkward moment or the other one we're best friends yeah just those think of those type of friends but they get John Cena in who's like a male stripper that you'd see up in Belfast in the Devonish have you heard about this? no have you not heard about this story? it's about two weeks old now it's about two weeks old now I'll I'll show you videos I won't show you videos (laughs) I'll tell you about the videos I just can't do it on air okay um so uh, they basically get him to be his friend, uh, pretend to be Ricky, Ricky Stanicky. But it goes awry as he becomes a bigger part of their life, as you would expect. Uh, There's a movie called Monster, which has gotten a lot of praise yeah. in the. So this is going to be shown at the Dublin International Film Festival. Yeah, it's all about. Good to see. It's all about when her young son. Minatu starts to behave strangely. His mother feels that there are, there is something wrong. Discovering that a teacher is responsible, she storms into the school, demanding to know what's going on. But as the story unfolds through the eyes of the mother, teacher, and child, the truth gradually emerges. Sounds interesting. Could be good. Yeah. This wasn't nominated for international No, feature. but I tell you what, and it's a metric that means nothing. I think it was the highest rated non-English movie on Letterboxd last year. Interesting. So that's, yep. that must mean something. As fans yeah. of Letterboxd, me and you, yeah. links in description, follow us there. <laughs> uh, Driveway Dolls, directed by Ethan Cohen, Jamie, an uninhibited free spirit, promoting yet another breakup with a girlfriend and her demure friend Marion desperately needs to loosen up. In search of a fresh start, the two embark on an impromptu road trip to Tallahassee, but things quickly go awry when they when they cross paths with a group of inept criminals along the way. It's the Cohen's, you know this. Sounds like Fargo, doesn't it? It's very Fargo. Um, Great cast. Another big issue with Hollywood. Stop showing the whole movie in the trailer. Yeah. They ruined this movie for me. I haven't seen the trailer. Okay, well, don't watch it. <laughs> Fuck me. B.D. Felstein? Yeah. Pedro Pascal? Matt Pedro Damon? Pascal, yeah. Uh, some good people in it. I forget the name of the, the other driveaway doll. Do you know it? No. <laughs> no, I actually don't say. I don't know who the two girls yeah, are. Yeah, you know the whole story, but uh, yeah. it's a... Uh, oh, Geraldine Viswanathan. Vis- Sorry. She was on Seth Meyers. She was very fun. Oh, do you know who is in it? Our best friend, Coleman Domingo. Coleman Domingo, there you go. He's very good in a lot of these things we've watched. Uh, David, uh, we're talking about uh, great movies and great directors and how everything should be in cinemas. Uh, Roadhouse from Amazon Prime. Oh, boy. Directed by Doug Lyman with J- um, Jakey G and Conor McGregor. So, yeah, this again goes into our uh, issues with Hollywood Pile. Like, there's there's thing about, like, Netflix make bad movies. I think Amazon make worse movies. Like, there was one recently John Cena was in, and it looked horrendous. I think it was. It got, like, 0%. And then, like, there was one with Daisy Edgar Jones as well, and I think she's a very nice girl, but, my God, stop doing bad movies. This Air looks, is technically a yeah, Amazon movie. Yeah, uh, but, like, this one's... This one's just com- this one's just coming out on the streaming service. This looks horrendous, and I'm very disappointed because our boy... Is in it. I'm, not ta- I'm, I'm talking about Jakey G, not yeah, Conor McGregor. He's nothing no. to do with us. I want... I want him far away from our island um, as possible. Yeah, this this looks terrible. Before it even comes out, I think we're going to try and tell people not to go see it or not watch it. Don't this. download it. Yeah. Oh, I love Doug Lyman. I love Jakey G. Yeah. I don't like them remaking a movie that I don't know or care about. Yeah, go watch the original. With, yeah, um, Patrick Swayze. Swayze. Swayze, yeah. What a man. Gone way too young. Yeah, very much so. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm conflicted. 
But yeah. I know they made a lot of money out of it, so I don't know. Amazon no. Bezos, man. If you want a good boxing movie or good uh, MMA movie or fighting movie, yeah, Jake the Jindal, fighter. Go watch it. Oh, I was going to say watch Southpaw. Oh, watch Southpaw. Yeah. And if you want a good Doug Liman movie, ask John Hackett. <laughs> <laughs> that boy will love anything Doug Liman yeah. does. Um, big fan of American Made. Okay, yeah, fair. That's that's a fun movie. Yeah, Doug Liman does great stuff. Yeah. We also got Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Uh, it's called in New York and it's coming to kill. So it doesn't look great, but we also went into the last Ghostbusters with low expectations. True. Yeah. But what I loved about that movie was, it was like, what if Ghostbusters were just really subtle in a small town and then they're like, shit, shit, fuck. Uh, people, go, people like Ghostbusters, get, quickly get it to New York, get all the old boys in costumes. Yeah, um, also, what I will say is it's a different writer and director and that writer-director, whose name I cannot remember, <laughs> has not done good things. I feel like he did City of Ember. I don't know why that comes to mind. Well, Doug Lyman did Chaos Walking. That's different. <laughs> Now, David, that's different because we went into that. We didn't go into that movie with expectations, but we went to the other movies with expectations. He also did Jumper. <laughs> Jumper! Jumper is a fun, fun time, yeah. yeah. Jumper's a fun time. Do you want to keep doing Doug Lyman ones where I look, nah, up, uh, where nah. I look up Ghostbusters? Oh, sorry, yeah. So we've got Edge Tomorrow, which is top tier. That is an unbelievable movie. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which is mid-tier. It's a fun time. I know you don't like The Bournes, but he did The Bourne Identity. I've not, not liked The Bournes. i just not seen The Bournes. And then he did American Maid and Jumper and Chaos Walking. But it says here he also did Swingers. Maybe did yeah. That's interesting. There you go. Nineteen ninety six. Fucking hell. It's been around a long time. This old Dougie boy, Favreau and Vince Vaughn, in their prime. Going back to the writer director of Ghostbusters, yeah. But New York is colder now than you'd expect, and Mike Cullis. Um, <laughs> he did. He's directed Monster House, the two thousand. Hey, that is fun. That is fun. Okay, and he did City of Ember, Poltergeist, and a boy called Christmas. So those are his directing credits mm. and his writing credits is Ghostbusters and two things I can't see that are hidden by filters. <laughs> oh, he did what it, okay, I don't, whatever. And um, I'm just more hesitant because, oh, yeah. because as you should because Ivan Wright wasn't I, Ivan Reitman. It, it was, was Ivan Reitman that did the first No, one. no, Jason Reitman. Sorry, his son Jason Reitman. did um <laughs> the first the first uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife which was very very good, very good and I back him not too sure about this guy Gil, Gil Keenan. Also, what are you doing making a movie about it being called New York now but in like the middle of spring? Oh, you think this would be a winter movie? Absolutely. Okay. Because it's cold in New York, and it might kill you. The scariest thing about New York is the cold, David. No, that no. See, I understand what you mean, but like people going into the cinema when it's cold outside is that not like reverse psychology or something like that? No. Okay, but now you're going because it's set in summer, and now you're going in to watch a cold movie. I don't know. Just it's deal. set in the summer. Yeah, it's set in the summer. See, that's yeah. the point: is that New York is cold when it's not meant no, to be cold. No, but it's coming out in the spring. Yes. <laughs> I'm only partially joking. <laughs> Sorry, what are we talking? Did you say web? Um, go watch that. Don't go watch web. Uh, we also got Robot Dreams. It's an animated movie from Spain that's nominated for Best Picture coming out. It could be worth a watch. And then we got two big movies coming out. One is Kung Fu Panda Four that was meant to come out the eighth. It's, com- it's meant to come out the ni- It's coming out the ninth of March in America, but for some reason we're not getting it until the 29th Never seen a Kung Fu Panda movie. It's the Fat Panda, which he's titles himself as. He knows Kung Fu. Now. And he knows Kung Fu. Surely after four movies he's learned it. Yeah, uh, no, see he's learned it and then he's a special dragon warrior maybe and then he had to get a staff and then I, I can't remember them. Uh, but this one's got Aquafina in it and people aren't happy and she just seems to be doing her well, usual That stick. goes with our, yes. our pile of insults on women in Hollywood. <laughs> what? She's just doing the same but she just is doing the same voice for everything. 
between little. What was the, what was the movie you watched recently? You Quiz lady. Quiz lady. Yeah. You yeah. Uh, but she's just doing. You haven't seen the farewell, have you? I have seen the farewell. She's great in the farewell. The farewell yeah. yeah, I love her when she's not being herself. Or uh, Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> she's alright now. Yeah. yeah, that's a fun time. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, just don't me... be mean. All right. I'm not being mean. <laughs> not you. The oh. people. <laughs> Yeah, just that. Do you know what? I honestly think Madam Web has broken me, and I'm gonna try stop being mean to you. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think this is like a this is like a a turning point a in turning your life. Point. This is a like what's Gary a was visited by the the spider web of past or something. <laughs> the three women yeah. came to me in my dream and kicked me out a window, <laughs> and now I've decided to stop being mean to movies. Yeah, yeah. I honestly think because I watched I watched Mean Girls. Like I said, I gave it one and a half. I still have good things to say about it rather than bad. Yeah, I think fair. this might be a changing point. <laughs> I think I've grown. Yeah. Show me a rom-com. You found me at a great point. In the yeah. Although anyone but you though, that's woof. Okay, I'll have to watch it. Anyway, sorry, last one and then you're free forever, David. Uh, is Godzilla X-Kong this the new empire? This is coming way too soon. What you mean? I just think this is coming. This has just come upon me. So hold on. Gary's like, you can't do Ghostbusters in summer. It's too early. David. No, no. I'm not, I'm not saying. Like, I just think like, like we just got a Godzilla movie. I know it has nothing nah, to do with this Godzilla. Nah, yeah, I know. But no, sorry. Honestly, I just, I feel like a Godzilla Kong movie is something that should come out in like the middle of the summer. And I'm kind of like. See, it must be congested or something yeah. like that. But see, also, I don't understand why Warner Brothers are doing this to themselves because they've got so obviously they're all gun, like gung-ho on Dune 2 yeah and they obviously have to wait a while and then they're gonna ramp up Godzilla you'd, you'd have to think because I haven't seen a trailer or anything no but I've heard things about it that's got me excited and so sorry is this is this the same cast as the last one it is but mm, like really, all the good actors aren't showing really up really didn't enjoy that last one the Mecha Godzilla one the Godzilla versus Kong yeah there was some bits were good, but it went on forever. Now, what I will say is we watched that at home. No, I watched it in the cinema. Did you watch it in the cinema? Yeah. I watched it at home. Because I didn't think... Okay, fair. Because remember, it was during COVID. It was during COVID. Really? And me, I watched it with Owen in our old apartment. Because Wait, that was the only way we could get it. Maybe I'm thinking well, of King of Monsters. Because Joe was very funny. Oh, this is great. And if Owen's listening, he'll love that I'm telling this story. He got like a Now TV subscription because we oh, thought it was on Now TV. Fuck, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. And then he forgot to cancel it. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks later, he was like, where's all this money gone? And he goes, oh yeah, for that movie I never got to watch. So what streaming service was it on? I was. You had to pay for it on digital. It wasn't part of Now TV. You had to like just rent it. Okay. Anyway, this is getting a bit of a hinge. No, anyway, so I must be thinking of King of Monsters. That's that's what I must be thinking Yeah. Of. Yeah, because I saw that in the cinema. Yeah, I saw that in the cinema. I didn't see that with you, actually. No, no. What was going Oh, that was that was the big fight we had. Yeah. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> that was Gary versus David. Or David versus Gary. Yeah. Alphabetically, does that make sense? Yeah. I always say David and Gary. Okay. Except when people call you Dave. Who the fuck calls me Dave? Weird. <laughs> this is midweek madness. Right. Uh, the, ca- the cast of uh, Godzilla X Kong, the new empire... Horrible the name. The what? <laughs> oh, it's the new empire. Why isn't it just Godzilla? Yeah, Godzilla X-Kong sounds like a rap. Yeah, but they're, they're joining up. Song. That's the thing. Okay. I think because they have to fight someone. Else. Again, I haven't watched the trailer. I know there's a they little... They fight you. They fight me. They fight no Dave. It's a tag team match. <laughs> oh, it's me and you versus Godzilla and Kong. And then we've got the Von Erics over there. <laughs> okay. And then all the Madam Web is this people. A, this is a triple threat. It's a triple... Well, <laughs> I don't think they call it... Yeah, it would be triple threat tag, tag team match, David. Okay. 
Now, what we could do is <laughs> if we were to do like a tag team gauntlet match where basically one tag team goes out and then like it's one after the other. What about money in the bank? Money is there, in the bank. Is there going to be a <laughs> I think we have enough to afford this, David. Is there a briefcase full of money? I think money? we could fund this. Oh, that type of match with the ladder. I think Godzilla and Kong have that, like they beat us their hands then. What if we put it underground? <laughs> put it underground. They live underground, David. They live so underground. There's another earth under there. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, do you want to hear the cast? Go on, yes. Uh, Rebecca Hall, Brian Tree Henry. What are you doing? Uh, Dan Stevens, and then other people I don't know. Stan Stevens in the last... I don't think so. Uh, he's called, His name is Trapper. He's in The Sea Beast. He's another movie with a big animal. And he's in Colossal, another movie with a big animal. Mm. And Beauty the Beast, a uh, movie with a big beast. Oh, and he's in Eurovision with uh, the biggest beast of all, nominated after <laughs> Pierce Brennan Brosnan. I thought you were going to say the Euro- Iceland. <laughs> no, uh, those are movies, eh? Yeah. That's a packed month, but... Um, yeah, it's a shame. Uh, it's a good thing we'll both be here long enough to watch time. all those movies, yeah. I've got a busy March. Yeah. I don't think I'll see any of that. Yeah, I don't know what we'll do next month, but I'll just do it solo. I'll get a sub in. I'll get... You might. I, huh? You might. We'll see. We'll see. Not. It's a month away. We'll plan it away. Well, is it? It's a month and a bit away. We'll do it in April. <laughs> We'll do it in April, yeah. We'll do, a, we'll do a bumper month. We'll do two back-to-back. Yeah. But also tune in next week because David's back. David's sticking around one more week before he leaves me forever. And that's... It'll <laughs> feel like forever. Thank Christ. Thank <laughs> Christ. To do the Oscars. So be sure to give that a listen and let us know who you think are going to win the Oscars and who you want to win the Oscars. Yeah, if you heard, I'm hosting the Oscars. <laughs> David's hosting the Oscars. That's where he's going. He's going over to LA, baby. Going to Hollywood. I'm going to sort them out. <laughs> Stop making bad movies. Yeah, it's so simple. Why simple. Why would you make a bad movie? Sometimes sometimes you can make a, a bad podcast and you have a fun time. That's Speaking true. of, if people have listened to our recast away, let us know who you want to be recasted in that movie, but tell us what other movies to recast. Yeah, or if they have any ideas for actors, yeah. categories, or directors. Yeah. yeah. Let us know. Just talk Let us know it. your ideas yeah. so we can steal them and yeah. just use them for a podcast. And make absolutely no money from it. <laughs> um, but yes, be sure to tune in. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars or else we're going to send a big monkey and lizard after you. Their name is... <laughs> <laughs> no, Their so name is... I'm just trying to think of that dynamic in real life, like a okay. monkey with like a lizard on its back or something. Anyway. <laughs> you, uh, the audience is missing some incredible visuals right now. David <laughs> processes that in his brain. What else? We also are on YouTube. Uh, if people want to listen on YouTube either, you can comment there to let us know your thoughts and stuff. And um, we're on TikTok, but I don't put up much TikToks, but I'll try to make, put up more TikToks. A lot of the stuff goes up on the Instagram. So if you follow the Instagram, you get most of the stuff there. And um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And David, thank you so much for this third podcast we've squeezed in. Uh, this week I really appreciate it you owe me so much I know can (laughs) I interest you in a pat on the back pass pat we don't need you pat I thought he'd want you on the back he doesn't want you on the back pat I still have to pay him for the air fuck (laughs) (laughs) okay thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed